Getting sober requires a lot more than mind over matter, a lot more than willpower. It's about leveraging the support around you. People in recovery typically need a mix of medical help, emotional support, and changes in lifestyle to manage their addiction, not just mental determination. As both a therapist and someone embracing the recovery lifestyle, there's one tool I always recommend to people needing extra accountability, Soberlink. Soberlink is a high-tech breath analyzer system designed to help you get and stay sober. And here's why I love it. You'll test the same day every day, eliminating testing anxiety. Friends and family receive instant test results, helping you rebuild trust and preventing relapse. Accountability is a part of that, and it's something to really be embraced. Devices have built-in facial recognition, so your support circle knows you're testing, and tamper-resistant sensors flag any attempts at trying to beat the system, so your sobriety is never questioned. So let 2024 be your best year yet. Visit Soberlink.com forward slash T-A-M to sign up and receive $50 off your device. That's Soberlink.com forward slash T-A-M. And let accountability be your guide. All right, everyone. Welcome to the Addicted Mind podcast. My name is Dwayne Osterland, and I'm your host, and we are on to another episode. First off, before we start, I just want to thank everyone who's written a review in iTunes or wherever they get their podcast. I just really appreciate all the positive feedback that I'm getting about the Addicted Mind and how it's helping a lot of people. It means a lot to me. So if you're enjoying The Addicted Mind, please rate and review us in iTunes. All right. Our guest today is J.D. Frost, and he's the founder and CEO of Croft & Frost, a firm that transcends traditional accounting and wealth creation with both a CPA and an MBA. J.D. advises businesses on more than just their financials. He utilizes four foundations of wealth creation to help his clients, partners, and employees build courage and create wealth. Now, you might ask, why do we have an accountant on the Addicted Mind podcast? Well, J.D. Frost is also in recovery and is going to talk about the power of day one. J.D. believes that to change any aspect of life, one must change their daily routine. J.D. is going to talk about his own journey of recovery and how in a situation he was confronted with his behavior and his addiction and had to get help and get support and get into recovery. He's going to talk about how he uses his book, The Daily Ledger, to write down his goals, affirmations, targets, power bases, gratitudes, and more every day to manifest a life that is meaningful and purposeful to him. So I hope you enjoy this episode. And before we start, don't forget about our Facebook group, If you'd like to continue the conversation online, just go to Facebook, type in the Addicted Mind podcast and click join. All right, everyone, stay tuned for this episode. All right, everyone, welcome to the Addicted Mind podcast. And my guest today is J.D. Frost, and he's going to talk about day one, right? That's right. And J.D., let's just jump in, introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about you, and then we're going to talk about day one and, you know, action. Yeah, what that means. So I'm J.D. Frost, and I'm the uh, co-founder and CEO of Croft & Frost. 
father of three girls and a husband of my wife, Lindsay. My family is why I do everything that I do. I was telling them the other night, like, y'all, you're the reason why I do this. You know, you're the reason why I'm taking risks every day. You're the reason why I'm sober today. You're the reason why I have success every single day. And uh, it's because of a stance that they took one day about five years ago, almost to the day. And I'd love to share, love to share more about that. I don't want to go too far, but that's, that's a little snapshot of who I am. Well, I I think that's important because like, why do we do the things we do? We got to have that motivation. We got to have that reason. And it it sounds like they gave you a reason. Mm -hmm. And if you don't mind sharing, I'd love to understand that reason and kind of get to know that a little bit more, get to know you a little bit more. Yeah, definitely. So as I mentioned, it was a Saturday in January of 2018. I was on my way home. I was on the phone. I'm an accountant. So I'm a CPA. I help uh, business owners with their taxes, with their business strategy, with making decisions, with understanding how important the journey is in their business and how to not just make it through that journey, but to learn to thrive in that journey. And so I was on the phone with one of my coworkers at the time and kind of pulled around to the to the house and I saw that there was some additional cars there. It wasn't kind of it wasn't very out of the ordinary to have people over at our house. We have a pretty open house and lots of friends for my my daughters and family lives very close. So you know, as I was driving up, I saw a bunch of cars and I thought that was kind of odd on a Saturday, but I was coming home from work and pulled up in the driveway and walked up and I was still on the phone talking with my assistant. And I walk in and there's like a, you know, my mother-in-law, my father-in-law, my wife, a couple of people from my church. And, um, Uh-oh. and I'm like, Uh-oh. <laughs> this doesn't, this does not look good. <laughs> It's yeah. Like, like, what is going on here? And so I was on the phone with my assistant and I was like, you know, hey, I'm going to have to call you back. And I was, I was like, what's going on? And my wife started reading this letter to me. She was like, you need to sit down. And she started reading me this letter. And, you know, I was like, this, there's Ooh. no way this is happening right now. Like, I've always been a very driven person. I've always been able to kind of come out of difficult situations, kind of smelling like a rose. Um, my mom says all the time, right. I, fall, I, I always fall into a pile of crap and come out smelling like a rose every time. <laughs> right. You're able to get yourself out of, out of that stuff. Yes. Yeah. And it uh, doesn't mean that it was easy or anything like that, but I had found myself over the last two to three years in some pretty difficult situations, pretty challenging situations, yeah. situations yeah. that you don't want to tell your family about situations that, you know, maybe you'll tell your closest friends and some situations that I still haven't spoken of to this day, honestly. And, right, right. Yeah. And so leading up to the, to that day, I had just continued to fail and fail and fail and fail and not to be able to overcome my addictions. And finally, over the course of really the length of my wife and I's marriage at 12 years at that point in time, it had just continued to be an issue. What I didn't realize until until, uh, since I was 19 years old. And so as I was sitting there and listening to my wife and my girls were not there, thank goodness at the time, but I was sitting there listening to my wife talk about all these things that I needed to change and, and what needed to happen. And so for the next 
six hours, we sat there and people were telling their own side of the story that were close to me. We were working through, you know, what we were going to be doing next. And the week before I had decided that I was going to be sober. Like I thought I was fixed at that point in time. I didn't need this. I didn't need this intervention. And so it was basically told to me that I was going to have to move out of the house, that I was going to have to not be with my kids whenever I wanted to be. It would be scheduled visits. And I was going to have to start going to marriage counseling, counseling on my own. And I was going to have to start going to AA. And it was obviously I was upset. Like I was like, this is ridiculous. I mean, I was very, very frustrated. And some of the people that were in the room, like I didn't really agree, you know, what had been decided, but I mean, it wasn't up to me. Right. I mean, it wasn't up to me at all. And you know what, it was, it was one of the hardest things I've ever gone through, man. We overcame a lot of things in, in that first year of counseling, but we had to go back to counseling even a year later because it just, it did, yeah. it didn't take the way that my wife or myself really wanted it to not that I relapse, but just when you are in that much of a fog yourself and you have to have a time for your family to basically draw a line in the sand and say, look, you're going to choose this or you're going to choose us. You have a lot of things to work through. There's been so much that has been pushed down that has been stuffed down into you to where it, it is a long healing process a very long healing process. So I'll look back on that day uh, right now as I'm telling you the story and I'm extremely grateful. I mean, I am a completely different person. I'm the person that I was before I started drinking. I was always a pretty level-headed person, uh, had, had friends, but not a lot of friends, was very driven, knew what I wanted to do, uh, knew what my plans were, uh, pretty diligent. And when I started drinking when I was 19 years old, I mean, that was just the beginning. That was just the beginning of getting out of that who I was. I just became a completely different person. I, I don't even recognize when I see pictures back in 2016, 2017, especially towards kind of the end of my that lifestyle. I, I don't even know who that person is anymore. It doesn't even doesn't even register with me. One thing that is, uh, I feel like I'm rambling a little bit here, but I'll stop for a second on this. Uh, one thing that is so amazing to me is in AA, the promises of AA. And it's really, I've learned more uh, that it's the promises of the ninth step that you'll start to handle situations that used to baffle you. Relationships right. that I have going through the day, like today, I was, I, I've had a really, really very busy and stressful day as I'm going out of the country next week. And so, you know, Thursday, busy day of the week. I normally would have been very stressed. I normally would have been very short with people. I probably would have skipped out on a couple of meetings. I probably would have even canceled this meeting with, right. with you. And, you know, I'm doing what I can today. I'm controlling what I can control. And that's handling the situation. The other stuff. Yeah. That's a situation that used to baffle me. And yeah. If, you know, I'm late or, you know, we had some technical difficulties here at the very beginning, you know, <laughs> right, I, right. honestly, I hate to say it, but normally I would have been getting onto my staff. I would have been like, why were you not prepared? You know, I, things happen, right. shit happens, you know, I mean, this is, yep. this is life. And I, I just, I'm so thankful that I'm at a place of peace and it doesn't happen all the time, but yeah. Yeah. So you really, you, you had to have this kind of 
thrown in front of you, it sounds like, to really make that change. You were going forward. Yeah, you were a, uh, on the call with your assistant. You're driven. Oh, yeah. And you needed this like thrown down in front of you in a hard way and a really hard choice to say, okay, I got to do something different here. Yeah. This isn't right. It's, I got to get out of my own way. Right. Unfortunately for me, I'm, a, I'm the type of person that has to learn the hard way. And, right. and um, I got to learn by trial and error. And, you know, as I'm growing spiritually, maturity, I'm 39 years old, so I'm not, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a young, young guy. I'm starting not to learn the hard way. But at that point in time, it was going to take a significant line drawn in the sand because, I mean, I could get my way out of, uh, out of things. I could, you know, I, I would mess up and I would, right. I would, you know, I would apologize. I'm going to do this differently, but I'm definitely not going to go to AA. Like, and I'm definitely right. not going to stop drinking part. the rest of my life. So yeah, I think that what's been really interesting and it might be interesting to anybody listening to this is, you know, the, you, you, you don't have to be an alcoholic in order to figure out in your life that there's these other things that you might be codependent on. I mean, I think that's the way God made us. We are, we are codependent species. So we latch on to yeah. something at some point in time, whether it's our business or our relationship with our parents or our spouse or our children. There are seasons in our life when we are codependent on things. And, and, and the more awareness we can have uh, of that, the more at peace that we can be while we're living our lives and pursuing our dreams and goals and everything. Absolutely. And, and uh, so we can thrive. So my question I, I'm having as I'm talking to you and you have this experience where it's kind of all thrown in front of you and you're this driven person. You're an accountant, which takes a certain kind of personality, I think, you know, mm -hmm. logical, uh, you know, like writing things down, seeing the numbers. H how did that all come together for you to take your business part of it? Because that's part of what you do is you help people thrive in their business world. Mm -hmm. And then this other part of finding, I guess you want to like um peace in your in your in yourself and your your family how did the how did that all come together i would say that through becoming sober getting a clearer head going to counseling growing spiritually not only just through aa but also just through my own walk of christ and uh my own studying of of the bible and getting closer to god that way it became very very clear to me that God really wants us and and what's so awesome about God and learning more about him is is that being present is being in his will. And so being present started to be this this thought process that us, you know, had and and in AA they say one day at a time like you're not worried about not drinking the rest of your life. You're talking about like right now, just just today. That's all we got to that's all we got to think about. And so when I got when I got sober, I started this this journey in social media and media and using video to be able to help people and talk to them about taxes and everything. And really over the last year and a half, it finally became very, very clear to me of this concept of day one, this, this concept of one day at a time. And even my handle on Instagram says jdfrost.today. And that's literally just a reminder for myself to remain present right now. And that has been an amazing, amazing thing for me 
because some people that I follow on Instagram, I'm sure you've heard this before as well, but if you're focused on the past, you're probably going to be a depressed person. If you're focused too much on the future, you're going to be very anxious. And when you're focused on the present, you're going to be at peace. And so that's where I feel like I'm most in God's will when I'm, when I'm present, when I'm right here, when I'm not, I don't, I'm not thinking about my phone. I'm not thinking about, you know, what the next meeting that's coming up. I'm thinking about right here now and talking to you about sobriety and overcoming addiction and how do I apply that to my business? Yeah. Getting into, into the moment, being aware of where you are. I think for people that are really driven and also struggle with maybe uh, addiction or, or something like that. Yeah, they're, they're, they can get lost. And I wonder if you experience this. They can get lost in just uh, achievement, just moving forward, like, and not even realizing that they're missing their life that's right in front of them. They're missing the things that are most valuable to them, like your family, your wife, your kids, and thinking you're doing the right thing in a way because you're pursuing. Mm-hmm but you're missing. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I, I completely agree with you. I mean, that's what I wrote about in, in my book, The Life Ledger. I talk about how how important it is to build this system to reach your goals. So if you have this addicted mindset, you are going to be constantly driving forward. So I have to literally write down in my daily ledger, which is a journal that I use on a daily basis. I've done it since November 2019. I have to write down on the weekends, like when I'm going to take a nap. Or when I'm going to spend time with Molly, my youngest daughter, and take her to dinner or whatever, being a driven person, like I write down those things that I want to be doing that I I know are going to be extremely valuable, time that I'm not going to be able to get back. And so this concept of day one, which we talk about in, in that book, is constantly reminding you that today is day one and tomorrow's day one as well. So if we are able to focus that today is day one, that's all we need to be thinking about. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Right. Yesterday we cannot right. change. And um, and I think right. that I'm grateful that I'm an alcoholic. I am so thankful because my alcoholism helps me to become more self-aware faster than most people. Like it just is. It just happens. Well, you have to look at yourself, right? Yeah, all if, the time. if you're struggling with addiction all and you want to get better. Yes. You have to look at yourself. You have to look at what's going on in your life, what's driving your behavior mm-hmm. and understanding it all. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a quote on your website that I, I really, really like. It really resonated with me. And it says, to accomplish anything, you must write something down. Yep. Yep. And I, I really love that quote because I, I'm maybe like you in a way. I, I like to journal. I like to have my plan. I like to do that So because it just helps me focus on what's important. So I want to talk about that quote and why you put that there. Yeah. So one of my mentors, Grant Cardone, talked about the most successful thing that he did on a regular basis. The thing that made him the most success was the simple action of writing his goals down twice a day. And uh, I, I told myself, I was like, OK, I'm going to actually be the person that shows people that they're doing this on a regular basis, on, on a daily basis. And so as I was doing that, things started to happen. And as I started to think about my life when I was studying for my CPA exam, I didn't finally start passing parts of the CPA exams till I started to rewrite my notes, till I started to write down my notes that I was highlighting in a book. I was never able to pass the exam till I did that. And so for me in my life, everything that I have ever written down over a period of time and truly studied and rewrote and rewrote and rewrote and rewrote, it actually ended up happening. 
So I'm like, right. to accomplish anything, you must write down something. Anything you want to accomplish, it will happen if you start to write it down. If you put it down on paper and you rewrite it and rewrite it and rewrite it, there's something in us. I think it's just the way God made us that you will either stop writing it down or it will happen if you keep writing it yeah. down on a daily basis. So that's in particular with goals. When I was growing up, my dad would always ask me, you know, I mean, young, as young as I can remember, did you make a note about that? Did you write it down? Did you write that down on a little sticky note and put it in your pocket so you don't forget to call your mom later or whatever it was? So I was taught that from a long, I mean, as far as I can remember, to write down things, things to make them happen. And so that's where to accomplish anything, you must write down something came from. And it has continued to happen over and over again for me. How did that shift after that intervention, after they, you know, they, they kind of slammed it down for you? Yeah. How did that process shift for you? Well, Cause I imagine your focus changed, your, you know, the goals changed, the things that are important change. Oh yeah. Big time. I mean, I think that, uh, I was just making it through when I was still drinking, whenever I had thoughts in my head, when I had thoughts about what's going to happen in the future or what had happened in the past, I would kill those thoughts through drinking or doing drugs. Like I would, I would totally kill my mind. And so when I got sober, I was like, oh gosh, okay. Like how am I going to kill my thoughts? The way that I kill my thoughts is I write down my thoughts. That's the way that I get rid of them. So when I am anxious about something now, I will write down what I'm anxious about and put that into a compartment. Okay. I've addressed that compartment. I've addressed that issue. Now I will take that once I've written it down and I'll take it straight to God. I mean, I, I don't be anxious about anything, but pray about everything. Like immediately it goes up to God. Like then I will figure out what action I need to take. But so right. before when I was still drinking, yeah, I would, I would make to-do lists. I would still do that because it was ingrained in me, but the worry, the fear, the isolation, the, um, the sadness, depression, whatever it was that was going on inside of my head on a regular basis, I would not journal that out. I would not deal with that. The way I dealt with it is I would drink. I would kill right. those brain cells as much as possible. And then I wake up with the same issues and or more issues pretty much all the time. So once the intervention happened, I had to reprogram my brain the way that I did that. And if you're listening to this and you do not know how to reprogram your brain, the best way to bring awareness so that you make better choices so that you get better results is to write down what's going on in your head. There's no fancy way around it. Yeah, I'd, I would agree with that. I mean, and and there's something about like putting pen to paper yes. that kind of gets around your own defenses or your own, I don't know, uh, ruminations yes. or, or whatever. When you, when you put it to pen to paper and you just start writing it out, something comes out of you that you you would maybe never see if you just think about it. Yes, exactly. And you can't just think about it and you can't just say it. You can't just you can't just pray it. You gotta follow with some kind of an action. You made me think about the fact of, of pen to paper. You know, I, I write down in a journal on a daily basis. I call it the daily ledger. 
And one of our one one of the guys that works closest with me is our COO, a guy named Rocky Garza. At first, he was like, "There's no way I'm using pen and paper. Like, I don't I don't have a horse and carriage. <laughs> like, I am not doing that. Like, I'm going to do it on my markable or remarkable is what it's called, or I'm going to do it in Google Sheets or whatever. And it's just not the same thing. And I think you know, I was my devotional this week. I was talking about how God is the author of our lives. Like right now, we can only see what's happening. We, we can only see this page. We cannot see the next chapter. We can't see the next five pages. We can't see the ending. He knows the ending, and he is the one that is the author of our, of our lives. And I, I really believe that there is something spiritual about putting pen to paper. And that's a very, very deep thought. But I believe that there is some spiritual things happening when you're putting your pen to paper. And that's what causes it to come to fruition because our brain starts to connect these new these neurons and everything going on and these new pathways for us to say, oh, that goal is actually happening. It is actually possible. The fact, Dwayne, that I do not drink today is an impossibility. It, I, there's, it still blows right. my mind because it was such a huge part of my every day. That's how I ha- handled everything. Good things, bad things, sad things, frustrating things. That's how I handled it. Now I handle it by putting pen to paper and writing it down. Putting pen to paper, writing it down. And mm-hmm. I think it also opens up your mind to new possibilities and yes. how to handle these situations. And then a lot of times, I think for me, you write it down and then you realize, oh, it's it's not that big a deal, actually. Right. It's the um, but but what, is, what it's in your head, it's like a huge mm-hmm. deal. It's mm-hmm. like, I don't know why we work that way, but, you know, it's like oh, and you well, our, thoughts, oh. our thoughts move a lot quicker, a lot quicker than anything. I mean, we can take ourselves from ultra wealthy to bankrupt in our mind when we're thinking about our finances or we can think that there's no way I'm ever going to have a relationship with my father or there's no way I'm ever going to have a relationship with my sister or, you know, there's no way that 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 relationship can get fixed. I mean, our mind just immediately goes there. Yeah. But you start to write down that person's name that you're thinking about or that you might be praying for or that you feel like is there's no way that relationship can be reconciled. You start to write down their name and every day you write down their name, you're like, huh, maybe there is a way. Maybe there is a way. Just not today. But if I keep doing it, I'm telling you, it is nuts. It is crazy, crazy how it works. And I've lived it. Like I've lived it with people that are really close to me. When I got sober, I mean, my compl- my whole world changed. Uh, I had a very difficult relationships with my parents and my sister when that happened. And those have all been completely restored. Yeah. And I totally agree with you, I guess, because I, I do the same thing. Mm. I, I write stuff down. I've journaled. I, I, uh, I've done that a lot and it, it helps me, I guess, like you said, it kind of manifests the things that you want in your life, the things that are important. Yes. And it's not just achieving goals, but it's relationships that are important. Yes. It's mental health things that are important, things you want to accomplish that have meaning to you yep. and being able to put that out I- into the world, you know, on pen to paper yeah, I, I agree. It, it kind of manifests itself and it's, you got to get in the habit of doing it, I guess, but yep. you, you got to have a, a, a way to do it. But I think it, I, I totally agree with you. Yeah. And a really good way to get that habit started is to just 
write down, I have no idea what to write or write down, I do not have any goals or write down just the name of the people that you care about or just brain dump what is going on in your, in your mind. Just bullet pointed out. What What are you thinking about? Some of the clearest times that I have during the week is on Sundays when I do my weekly reflection. Like I just, I completely brain dump everything that happened during the week. What were good things that happened? What were bad things that happened? What I learned that week? It is, it's, it's so cool because afterwards it's like, okay, like I, I have nothing else to, I have nothing else to think about. Wow. I'm, I'm finally in a peaceful place. Um, right. It's, it's, uh, it's very, it's very powerful. So I, I have another question for you because you're an accountant and, you know, looking at, at that, it's, it's very concrete. Like you said, it's the ledger. And what I'm wondering is about how being able to have that kind of ledger in front of you of your life can help you be uh, focused, but also keep you from, you know, kind of what I want to think is like going off the deep end. I'm thinking like, like you said, something a little bit earlier about, you know, if you're not really looking at the numbers, you're bankrupt today, mm-hmm. but maybe you're really not because you're not looking at the ledger, you know, you're right. not looking at the, and, and I'm wondering how like that way of thinking applies to like the, the personal development part. Yeah. The, the, like getting our life on target. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I, I read this book called the everyday hero manifesto by Robin Sharma. And he talks about the more awareness that you have, the better choices you'll make, the better choices you make, the better results you're going to get. And so the ledger brings to light and awareness, what your daily routines are, what your daily thoughts are, what your daily actions are. And so through writing that down, through executing, you know, writing down what you're grateful for, that's what's on your mind. That's bringing you back to the present, writing down what will make today great or what today's goal is, writing down your targets for the day, which are confirmations, short-term confirmations that goals are possible, writing down and list the names in your power base. That's what I write down in my daily ledger every day. So that action is what helps me to have clarity that I'm moving in the direction that I want to be. And in my book, I talk about basically auditing your day. So taking 30 minute increments and writing down what you do in those 30 minute increments and then classifying those as asset activities or liability activities, future benefits or future obligations is how you define assets and liabilities. And using your goals as the filter for those assets and liability activities. So then it brings awareness, more clarity when it's written down of, wow, I spend four and a half hours a day going over social media, looking at social media. Is that really helping me or not helping me? Yeah. To have clarity. Being able to really see it. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And so this ledger, just like a ledger for businesses, when you open up the general ledger, you can see all the details. You can see every single transaction. You can see the good things and the bad things and the things that weren't expected, the things that were expected. You can see all these transactions. So how do we measure the transactions of our life? We measure the transactions of our life by writing down what's going on in our life. And the more that we write down, the more we will either see happen or we'll stop writing it down. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think, you know, a lot of people, when they 
look at this, they they can feel so overwhelmed by it. Like, oh my gosh, how, how am I going to do that? Mm. How, but, you know, I guess once again, we're kind of on the same page. It's like, it, it, it's not that hard. It's, you know, you know, well, it's not that hard, especially if you have a format to do it. I would say, I will, I like to say that it's simple and yeah, the, okay. the things that seem absolutely impossible. And I can relate to this, like nobody's business because of my alcoholism. It was impossible my whole life was going to change. I wasn't going to have the same friends. I wasn't going to be invited to the same parties. I was, I was, you know, not going to be as popular as I thought that I was before or anything like that. Like my complete life is going to change because of this. I don't want to do that. Well, I was basically forced into a decision, which I'm glad that I was of like, look, everything else that I'm thinking about doing or that I've tried doing only drinking on Tuesdays and Thursdays, only having whiskey only having beer on these days or whatever, none of that worked. I had to draw a line in the sand. So if you're sitting there and you're like, wow, I, I want my life to change. Like I am not getting what I want. I have no clarity. I don't have any goals. I'm just going through the motions. If you are sitting there and you're thinking that right now, the best way to start is just to open up a journal and put an X down. Just put down an X. Train start really, really small and doable, very, very bite-sized chunks. The way to solve some right. enormous problems that you have is in tiny, tiny chunks. And it's just one day at a time. So today is day yeah. one. That's the way to get started. Give yourself yeah. something that you can accomplish. Yeah, I have the saying that uh, small hinges swing big doors. 100%. Yes, exactly. And, and for me, when it was that first day, I mean, I can remember it like it was yesterday when it was that first day, which for me, when they had the intervention, it had been about seven days since I had drank. It was like, okay, um, what am I going to do tomorrow? Well, one of the first things that I did is I found somebody else who was an alcoholic and I started talking to them. So if you're thinking about starting to write things down or try to do what I talk about in the life ledger or the daily ledger or you know, some type of journaling, talk to somebody that is already doing it and ask them how they started and then ask them to hold yeah. you accountable, ask them to walk with you, ask them to walk alongside you in order for you to get what you want, which is really what accountability is. It's a reminder of what you want. And it really is that day one, one day at a time, mm -hmm. you don't have to solve your whole life right now. Mm -hmm. And But the, the really powerful thing is when you start to think about it, if you can get that concept of day one and understand the fact that the rest of your whole life is changed because of that decision, that one mindset, whoa, like, wow, yeah. I literally changed my life in one day. You've heard of people talking yep. about overnight successes, right? Like overnight success does not exist. It doesn't. But one day we all do wake up and we go, wow, what happened? How did I get here? Like things are working. That's, that's, that's what I feel from time to time. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. And I think, you know, a lot of people can lose a lot of hope and feel so overwhelmed and lost. And, you know, you just, you got to just start today. Just start with a small thing. Do something. Like you said, 
journal it, do it, write it down and start that, that process. Yep. And the easiest way to start changing your life, I talk about this in the book, it, it's a part of what I call the daily five. But the easiest way to start changing your life is to beat the sun up. One decision every day to wake up before the sun does. Wake up early in the morning. Have an extra, find an extra, and make an extra 30 minutes, 10 minutes, 5 minutes, whatever it is. Beat the sun up. Beat the time which, which you were waking up before because that will change your life. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, J.D. Frost, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, coming on. I'd love to ask one question before sure. uh, you know uh, a guest leaves. And that's just if, if someone's out there listening and you could tell them one thing, what would you want to tell them? Today's day one. Today's day one. Start now. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. I love it. How, how can people find you? How can they find your book? How can they find more about you? Yeah, so the best way to reach me and, uh, and you'll actually be talking to me on direct messages is through Instagram at jdfrost.today. And then uh, my website is where you can order the book is www.jdfrost.today. Or you can find the book on Amazon. Just search The Life Ledger. The Life Ledger. All right, everybody out there, start your ledger today. Let's go. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on and just sharing your wisdom, sharing your journey. I, I totally appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Addicted Mind podcast. I hope you got a lot out of the episode today. And if you did, don't forget, click the subscribe button so you can get all the new episodes downloaded directly to your podcast app. And you can even share the podcast with a friend. Okay. Have a wonderful day. And I will talk to you on the next episode. It's Erin. And I'm Michaela, and we're the hosts of the Two Sober Girls podcast, and we are on a mission to spill the wild truth about sobriety. Forget the rosé all day cliche. Sobriety is flipping amazing. Absolutely. It's not just about quitting the drink. It's a gift you give yourself and your loved ones. So what are you waiting for? Break up with that old toxic relationship with alcohol and let us show you the possibilities. And here's the thing. Everything your precious heart desires becomes way easier without the influence of alcohol. We're not just two sober girls. We're also wellness coaches. We're here to show you how to optimize health, lifestyle, and beauty, feel sexy and alive as F. So stay tuned because we're rolling out new episodes every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts and trust us. They have your name written all over them. We can't wait to share the magic of sobriety and wellness with you. Subscribe to Two Sober Girls Podcast today and come follow us on Instagram for behind the scenes action and send us a DM. We can't wait to meet you.